Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very jolly episode of Hindsight is Horrifying. <laughs> Today we begin our Christmas movie month extravaganza marathon thing. Yeah, whatever you yeah. really want to call it. Yeah, we didn't. We you know we don't have a clever name for it, but uh, we haven't put any thought into this. No, at all. we put no thought into it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We make our guests pick the movies, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we just I'm not sh- doing any more work yeah, for this damn show than I already lazy. have to do. Yeah, we just show up. Um, we are, of course, today uh, going to begin our holiday uh, season with perhaps one of the most beloved Christmas movies of my generation. I'm talking about A Christmas Story. Heck yes, and listeners, we have a special guest for you today who did, in fact, pick the movie, as we pointed out a moment ago. You know her, you love her. She has returned for the fourth time to regale you with her knowledge of A Christmas Story. It's Meg! Yay! Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. And uh-huh. thank you very much for picking the... Uh, most the, iconic Christmas yeah, movie. The most iconic, yeah. This is a movie, it is uh, it is the ultimate American Christmas movie that's actually Canadian. Well, <laughs> I'd say it's probably about on par with Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I, it, definitely. As it, far as nostalgia's sake, especially, yeah, yeah. Like, for, for sure. But Yeah, there are two movies that get watched every year in my household and one is a Christmas story. The other one is of course, Christmas vacation. Absolutely. Which is just a fantastic movie. And we may have another beloved guest coming back to discuss Christmas vacation. So stay tuned listeners. <sighs> yes. We yes. got a lot of good holiday deliciousness coming up your yeah. ways. So there, get is, excited. there is a lot to talk about in this movie. Uh, this is a movie directed by Bob Clark, who um, sort also of, directed Porky's. <laughs> well, he directed, he, yeah, well, if Porky Porky's, had to occur in order for this movie to exist. Yes, that's in my research. Yeah, because if he had he had uh, quite a bit of success. He he directed mainly kind of crappy horror movies before this. Right. It's because Porky's was such yeah. a success that he was given a shot to you know do Christmas Story. Yep. Yeah. He he directed. Um, in fact, um, the mom in this Melinda uh, Bolden. Melinda. Yeah. She, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, she's one of those actresses that never really Melinda got, Dillon, Melinda sorry, Dillon, Melinda yeah. Dillon, yeah, uh, who you may recognize from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I do not, but that's oh. okay. yeah, yeah, that was, I didn't make that connection. Yes, yes, that was uh, let's see, probably about four years before this one. So. Well, because that's what's strange about this movie is that when you see the the first credits in the beginning of the movie, it says starring Darren McGavin and yeah. Melinda Dillon, and normally with a movie like this where it's primarily about the kids you see the kids listed for top billing. Like if Macaulay Culkin had been the lead of this movie, he it would have said starring oh, Macaulay yeah. Culkin. Yeah, no doubt. But um, for those heathens out there who may not know A Christmas Story or be terribly familiar with it, to let you, to fill How you in. How is that possible? I don't know. They played for 24 hours. Well, uh, like I, the whole month of December. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was upsetting for multiple reasons. Josh and I actually, uh, we just got a new living room set and he got one of the kids from his shop to come and help us out. Uh, he's about young Adam's age, so he's in his mid-20s. And I was about to make a reference to Ferris Bueller day o- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I had to check myself. I was like, Lane, have you ever seen Ferris Bueller? And he was like, no. That's disgusting. I know. That's so, literally That's literally Exactly. Disgusting. There are people out there. Lane, we're talking about you. So for those idiots who aren't familiar with the Christmas story, looking at you... Okay, it's based on the humorous writings of Gene Shepard. Uh, this beloved holiday movie follows the wintry exploits of younger, or youngster Ralphie Parker, Peter Billingsley, who spends most of his time dodging a bully, Zach Ward, and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, a red Ryder ale rifle. Zach Ward today, by the way, I have a photograph 
He's still acting. Wow, and he Is didn't he turn really? out crazy looking. Yeah, the, the picture I Googled earlier, that was not what I had saw. Here, here, <laughs> it did not here, look very good. Here, here ladies, you can you can Maybe I'll put it in the show notes up. if I can find it. There we go. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so that, I mean it the oh, Yeah, he's Kind of a looker. Good for him. Yeah. We, by the way, we should probably go ahead and clear up one of the myths about this movie. Which is what? Which is about Ralphie. Okay. There, there is there is a myth that has gone around the internet for years that the kid who played Ralphie grew up to be a uh, above average gay porn star. See that? I feel like that's just a thing with child stars <laughs> yeah. like Paul on Wonder Years. How yeah. they thought that he grew up to be Marilyn Manson. It's like no. Right. Yeah. They're not. No. Yeah. I don't know why people above average. Yeah. But, yeah you know. <laughs> What's well, your, that, what that is an the, average gay yeah. porn star, Jason? Tell well, us. He, he apparently has a repertoire that he can pull from. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, game recognized game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, goodness. And now but a Christmas story is ruined. The point is Peter Billingsley did not go that route. He actually is still acting. Um, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, he, he's a successful actor. From what I can and tell, he's he's acting and he's spending a little time behind the camera. So maybe yeah. he's just filming the gay porns. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> oh, God. Everything needs a director. It's true. That's like, true. Yeah, That's somebody true. Gotta, somebody got to lead the project. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a surprisingly simple plot given what it is. But honestly, uh, this movie and Meg and I had some interesting conversations about this because listeners, hindsighters, you're well uh, versed with our Alpha Seinfeld scale at this point. And Meg and I had completely differing opinions once we rewatched this movie because, and tell me if you guys feel the same way about it. Well, it comes you, off, you mentioned something about that. I remember you being wrong about a lot of things. Oh was, yeah. Um, anyway, no, but seriously, I, this movie comes on every year and it's on in a marathon. So 24 hours a day. I don't remember what channel, but for what, like a straight week that they do it. Yeah. It's like the 12 days of Christmas that they play it for 24 hours no no it's, it's, just, it's just a day they oh, just, no, just a one, they, you do it no. more than one day no but they do no, the 24-hour block is on oh, tbs that one, well, for okay, a day yeah, yeah. oh but which, they do multiple do movies throughout <laughs> the week which was brilliant you know where that came from Some, somebody somebody said nobody watches our nobody watches anything on christmas day you know i mean tbs who's watching who's watching anything on tbs on christmas day so uh -huh. some genius said what if we just run a christmas story back to back for 24 hours that will guarantee you that some households will just turn it on and just leave it on. And that maybe that's, that's what makes it the iconic Christmas movie is yeah. the fact that that's what's on on Christmas yeah, Day. It's, it's the shark week of Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hashtag uh, yeah. <laughs> shark week of Christmas. But uh, so to that end, I haven't it's been an incredibly long time since I've sat down and watched this movie from start to finish for exactly that reason, because it's on every year on Christmas Day, and you kind of tune in sparingly to it. So it's one of those movies that I know the entire story, but I only ever watch it piecemeal. So to that end, it's been a very long time since I've just watched it in one go. And for for whatever reason, like, I always really empathize with Rally, Ralphie when I was a kid. He was always so stressed out about getting in trouble with his parents, and yeah. he's so worried about what he might get for Christmas, and, oh, what if I get the wrong thing? He's just so... he's anxiety riddled <laughs> and, well, he is that's yeah true. i yeah. i always felt for him and uh darren mcgavin kind of you know stressed me out because he he seemed a little looming and the tough dad figure when i was a kid but watching this as an adult it's absolutely hysterical oh yeah yeah it's it's something that i think you as a kid you can't appreciate it because you're still in the process of being a kid right and your world is so tiny yeah. i have the backwards reaction i appreciate it more as a kid and i 
going to say this. I did not like it as an adult. So see, for you, it's going to wind up lower on the Alpha Seinfeld scale. Whereas for me, it completely flipped. So um, that's funny that it well, worked out that way. I, I think, you know, the, first of all, as an adult, you watch it and you see it as a movie um, and you can sort of take a step back and, you know, is it just a good movie? Um, regardless of the nostalgia and all that stuff. And I think as far as if you look at the performances, particularly Melinda Dillon and Darren McGavin, Darren McGavin's great in everything he's ever yeah, been. Yeah, he's your hero. I mean, they're yeah, spot on. Check. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not like downplaying any of the acting or anything like that. It was just, I don't know, some of the the characters themselves just made me mad and annoyed just to listen to them. Are we well, talking the kids or the, the adults? Kids. Okay. Yeah, because why though? Like, what's so? Because they seem like just roused about kids that are getting in fights and you know pulling pranks on each other and stuff. Ralphie, I was okay with. It was the other kids that annoyed the crap out of me. uh, Yeah, Flick and Schwartz, and even Ralphie's younger brother annoyed me too. One of them, uh, by the way, I think uh, think Randy. I think it's Flick. Or no, maybe it's Randy. Flick's the one that gets his tongue stuck to the pole. Yeah. No, no, I'm trying to remember which one. One of them is actually. I think it was Randy. Uh, the, the little act, brother? Yeah, the little brother. I think it was him. He actually... Randy! Um, um, I don't... He's associated with some project where they actually... The house uh-huh. in Ohio that was the Parker house in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, well, it's a museum now. It's a museum now. And uh-huh. he actually oh, like did... A, like at Christmas, like he'll do like a tour of the house. Huh. And so you can actually cool. go with Ralphie. Um, to, and he... Talk I, about typecasting. My God. Well, no. No, he actually... He has a website. I think it's called like redriderlamps.com. He makes the lamps from... The leg lamps. lamps. Yeah, the leg lamps. And I read an article and they're like 150 bucks a pop and he said that they've sold something like 3,000 of them so far. Good Lord. I feel like that number <laughs> should be higher. Well, I mean, $150 leg lamp. You gotta, you know... I still well, feel like that number yeah. should be higher. <laughs> now, I've seen the leg lamp in the form of a Christmas tree ornament, but I yeah. didn't know, like, that's crazy that they actually make the lamps. Yeah, they they even make a, you know how Ralphie at the end of the movie, he's in the pink... Um, the bunny suit. The, the bunny suit. The bunny, you can yeah. get You can get a plush... Of uh, they call it the pink nightmare plush. Yeah, because that even yeah. Darren McGavin's yeah. like he looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. God, <laughs> just he's like, do you want to stay in that in the bunny suit? No, go take it off. God, yeah. See, you just that, have to wear it when your aunt shows see, up. See, and that's the thing. I think one of the reasons I like the movie is because Darren McGavin's whole sort of character arc it both reminds me of my dad and reminds <laughs> me of me as a dad. Where it's like you're, you're constantly you know sort of ragging on your kid, right? And you're, and yeah. you're, you're pissed off at the world. And I everything can see else. that. With you but, and David, but then that's at hilarious. Christmas time, you know, whenever mom's like, "Oh, put the pink bunny suit on," do you want to take it off? Yes, go take it off. You're like his <laughs> yeah. number one advocate. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, it's like on uh, Scrubs. Meg and I love that show where uh, remember Jordan keeps dressing their baby like a little sailor, and yeah, and Doctor Cox is like, "Your mother's a nut job when you don't have it on." I'm really sorry about the the little gay sailor suit, buddy. Like, it's I guess that's just a universal dad thing. I'm not sure. Well, you know, I mean, I we put my kid through that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah, but see, you're exceptional, so that's. I that's love okay. I love the fact that Darren McGavin ad libs the uh, the cursing. Yeah, he oh like God, almost yes. makes up his own language <laughs> yeah. because it and it's it's borderline Charlie Brown because yeah. the kids obviously don't really know a ton of swear words yet at this early age. They, they know, know they know some they, of them. Yeah, they know as enough. We, yeah. yeah, Ralphie has to eat a significant amount of soap, but yeah, Darren McGavin is basically wah, 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 like, and he's, yeah, but he's actually saying words. words yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's even better. Get That's what I mean. Blasted, rattled, trapping, <laughs> damn, dolly, wop, dump. 
It's like all those uh, cuss words that uh, TV bro- broadcasting makes up in place of the actual yeah. cuss words, yeah. like fudge. Yeah. <laughs> well, Linda. FCC, Linda's coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thinky. Those aren't curse words. <laughs> but yeah. And poor Randy, he's just, his mom turns him into a pillow. The human marshmallow yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, he's the Stay Puft Marshmallow well, Man. That's what it is. See, what's great about this, though, is if you have any friends who grew up in the Midwest, you know, they'll all have the same story. Every one of them has the exact same story of going to school and mom is bundling you up in 17 layers of ridiculous insulation so you can walk to school and, and not die. And, yeah, and, and and inevitably, as soon as it's all on, you have to pee. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, but okay, actually, speaking I of this part, this down. is one of the parts where this the little I can't Randy. Randy Randy he was annoying the crap out of me because he is like what six looks like he's six yeah, or seven like here that, yeah and he's crying like a toddler and it was like and it's nails on a chalkboard too. to me <laughs> well. well see you have the perfect child who never cries so i think you're a little but bit... i'm just saying like a six-year-old shouldn't be crying like a baby well it, it not especially when he doesn't really mean it he's just doing it to like get his get his way so i Which see why also it's annoys anno- me. yeah i can see that but yeah, Randy is like, Mom, I can't put my arms down. And that was so like a back in the day thing where it's like, ah, you'll put them down when you get to school. It'll yeah. be all right. Well, and, and that's another part of the story that Midwesterners tell is that, you know, the little kid has, you know, 17 layers of insulation on. And then Ralphie just has a coat and a hat. Yeah. Because, I wondered about I, that. because <laughs> you basically turn nine and you become expendable. Oh, yeah. Well, then you can dress yourself and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Because as yeah. John Mulaney says. Um, oh, no, but seriously, the, this is kids growing up before kids were considered special. Yeah. Like even later when they take Ralphie and Randy to the department store, it, it blew my mind that they're in a crowded inner city store and the parents mm-hmm. go hold hands and don't get lost. Yeah. And then they just, just walk them away from walking them. to school right now. I was never allowed to walk to school at that age no. or ever really. Well, this is 1940 something. But that's what yeah, I'm saying. This is yeah. Before, yeah. Like I'm saying but before kids were special. Yeah. This is pre-milk carton. Uh, well, nothing was going to happen to him. Yeah, nothing was going to happen to him. Not back then. You no. know, I mean, I mean, who could Plus even take on Randy? Up, apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, being beaten up by a twelve-year-old is really <laughs> the the mom's not terribly worried about it, I guess. And that was another thing because okay, what's the bully's name? Fargus. 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 So Farkus. Farkus. Okay. Farkus, yeah. Um. Well. Ralphie jumps on him and is just wailing on him and apparently cursing like a sailor on leave. And all his mom does is pull him off of the bully and then walk away. Well, yeah. She doesn't make sure that the other kid's okay. That would never happen today. No, no. The police would Ever. be called. I mean, you'd, you'd be, probably yeah. have to The assume. kid would have to transfer schools. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There'd be a lawsuit. There'd be... Oh, God, know, yeah. I mean, it, it, well, it's a different world, you know? Uh, it's It's... For better or worse, it's you're not seeing something from, you know, our world that we grew up in. And I think that's one of the reasons why the movie was so popular. It's it's like Bill Bryson's book, The uh, the Life and Times of the Thunderbolt Kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is just anecdotes about growing up in the 50s. Uh, and this is the 40s, but, you know, it's, it's close enough. Oh, yeah. Um, and there is, you know, the movie does take place in this, you know, sort of hazy, you know, world that that we don't remember, but we we vicariously heard about through our grandparents and things like that. Well, too, though, I think everybody in this room is at least old enough to remember before gadgets took over everybody's yeah, spare yeah. time. No, you're right. Because you're we were right. all, we are all pre-internet, pre-cell phone yeah. babies in this yeah. room. That's true. Yeah. And that's what I have to explain to my cousin's children. Um, Kaylee, actually. That her, you were born before the internet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meg's heard this story multiple times. Uh, I said how our other 
cousin who's my age, Justin and I used to dance to Michael Jackson in his parents' living room and pretend we were shooting a music video. And so my cousins who are less than 20 years old now, Trevor looks at me and goes, oh my God, tell me that's on YouTube. I'm going to look that up. And I was like, actually, buddy, this was before YouTube. Yeah. Oh, now that I think about it, this was before the internet. He was like, before the internet. And he just lost his little mind. See, that's what, that's what astonishes me about you know, to go off on a, on a, uh, a tangent. In but, my day. Well, no, it's not Tangents really. on this show? Yeah, it, it's not really an in That's my day happened. thing. It's just whenever we were kids, and we've, we've, talk, we've touched on this before. Whenever we were kids, we were exposed to the stuff that was new for us. But we also were exposed to movies from the generation before us and the one before right. that. Yeah. Like, we weren't so hyper-focused on new Right. I mean, like, I was a huge Star Wars fan. Star Wars came out two years before I was born. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, and that, well, I think we discussed it specifically with Randy Bamfield when he was here for Animaniacs because he, he likes to tease me about the first time we met because Randy's a little bit, he's a bit older than I am. And when I first met him, I was like, oh, remember this cartoon from when we were kids? And he goes, no, no, Jade, we're, no, uh-uh, I don't remember that. I was a little too old for that. And I was like, yeah, yeah but see, the thing is, I have more in common with somebody five to 10 years older than I do than I'm ever going to have with somebody five oh, years no, younger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Because we remember a time like, you know, you stared out the window when you were on a car trip because if you didn't bring a book, that was it. You well, didn't really have video games or anything to keep you entertained. Oh, well, think about this, though. When we were kids, when my old my brothers are much older than me, about 10 years older, my, when my brothers were kids, when my parents were kids, mm-hmm. you had movies and you had TV shows. And that was the dominant media right. that was out there, movies and TV shows, to the point that for people in our generation, we just take that for granted. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, that's, always been there. That's Yeah, it's movies and TV shows. In that's, different that's formats, media. like we didn't have streaming or any of well, that well, yeah. fancy nonsense when we were little, but yeah, I'm now, with you. Nowadays, whenever you have a generation of people who spend more time watching YouTube videos and don't even understand the idea, I mean, going to the movies... Yeah, it's an outdated or concept. Or even just yeah. watching cable TV because right. there's so many streaming platforms. You don't have to worry about commercials Commercial, anymore right. or, you know, being, being in front of the TV at an exact home, time. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like if you wanted to watch your show that night and there was a storm and the cable got knocked out. That was it. Oh, you yeah. You it. didn't see it. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that before, yeah. too. Meg, I know our big show when we got home from school, Boy Meets World, because oh. it came on at four. Oh, yeah. And if the bus was 15 minutes late that day, we missed half of it. It oh, was that so, in Pokemon, to be honest. But No, but, but I know that was one of them for you. But but hang on, guys. we got to get back to the movie really fast because we just missed the epic, the iconic tongue on the flagpole scene. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Which um, I know we've talked about Myth, Mythbusters a couple of times on this show, Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. actually myth busted that to prove that, yes, you can get your tongue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've done I it think, too. Yeah, I think most of us <laughs> learned that. Done yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> With, see, that's another generational thing is that we yeah. just did stupid stuff like that out of pure curiosity. Like, I what? wonder what would happen if we did this. <laughs> and a lot of times we wound up getting hurt or getting stitches because we did stupid shit. How do like, you think Jackass came about? Oh, God. Well, yeah. No, there is something to that, you know. It, it's, you know, I saw a meme. Um, uh, the other day that uh, it had a picture of some millennial saying, we're going to start a revolution. <laughs> and, and then it had a picture of some guy from World War II saying, you morons can't even start a lawnmower. Oh. You know? um, and there's something to that. Honda accurate. You know, there is really, there is definitely something to that because. <laughs> to be fair, you got to have some muscles to pull that cord. That's true. Well, that is true. But yeah. they don't even understand the mechanics of it, I think is the uh, point of that story. But like even going back to things where like, what the teacher will say to Ralphie in the class or what the dad will say 
play for it. My grandma used to say this all the time because the dad looks at Randy. He's like, what are you crying for? I'll give you something to cry about. Not even before he yeah. even knows what Randy's upset about before he understands the situation. Quit crying. Yeah. Like yes. that, that was the rule of thumb for my grandma. Just, Hey, you better yeah. stop crying. Or I'll give you a reason to. Well, and, and you know, truth is, and I, I think she most of the people who, uh, who enjoy these movies will say, well, you know, it's, it is broad stereotypes. Not everybody's family was, was one of the characters from, you know, a Christmas story oh. or, you know, something like that, you know? So, I mean, not every dad was like that. And no. I think what, what makes it interesting is that Darren McGavin does such a good job of playing the stereotype old oh, man. Big time, yeah. yeah. But yeah, cause he doesn't even have a name. That's, no, I think that's part of the no. power of his characters. Yeah, he's, he's the old man. Yeah. He's not dad. Yeah. He's not Dan. He's the old man. Yeah. There, there's a theory that his name is Frank. Um, Based off of what? There, there's, um, there was one um, movie tie-in that was like a, it was a replica of the telegram that said he had won the prize, the prestigious award. And it apparently on the telegram, it said Frank Parker. Oh, okay. Um, and then there was something else somewhere that supposedly had the name Frank on it, but if, huh. as far as canon is concerned, he doesn't have a name. Yeah, and I he, like and, it better with it without oh, yeah, him having no. a name. I think that well, that's how it is when story. you're a kid. I didn't realize what my parents' names right. were until you know you had to start signing permission slip Wait, forms. You're, you're not like, what, mom. What is this yeah. name? What is this? <laughs> or like the first time as a kid when you hear people talking about your parents. And they just use not their calling first them name. mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, and, and it's it's just like oh, that's strange. Oh yeah, Cece, yeah. who's been on our show, uh, we haven't released her episode yet, but she did the Princess Bride. I was over at her house, and her little boy Xavier looked at me and goes, "No, we have released her episode." Oh, by now we would have. Yes. Darn it! Well, uh, I'll cut this out in the timestamp. Let me start that. <laughs> let me start that story over. It's okay. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> to that end, my friend Cece has a little boy named Xavier, and uh, she has been on the show, listeners. You know her, you love her, but. Uh, I was asking her a question. I said, Cece, what are we doing with blah, blah, blah? And her little boy looks at her and goes, Mommy, what's a Cece? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was yeah. like, oh, that's Mommy's nickname, pal. Like, Because I think her mom calls her uh, Ciara by her full name, and I'm one of the few people who actually calls her Cece. So uh, her kid was just confused as hell. What, what's a Cece? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, and that's that whole mood is what's so nice about watching a movie like this, particularly as you get older, because you do remember when you were a kid, the world was so vastly different. Mm -hmm. You know, Bill Bryson talks about uh, the house you grew up in. One of the things he remembers is that it's the, uh, the house he grew up in is a house that he knew better than any house he's ever lived in, in his entire life. He knew what the tops of the shelves look like. Right. He knew what the bottoms like underneath the couch look like. He says, I don't know what those things look like in my house today. I don't no. cl- I don't climb up and look at the top of my shelves. There's a penny underneath the couch. There's a penny underneath the couch. Those of you who got Back that, before, family we appreciate guys. you. No, but I, I know what you're talking about, Jason, because it's like you grow up and you literally gain a slowly differentiating perspective as you get taller because right. you're literally looking at the world from a certain level then you mm-hmm. get a little bit bigger a little bit bigger and things just look different like oh, yeah. uh, hell in Oliver and company when this perspective is from the animals uh, the, one of the dogs is like everything from the doorknobs down that's mine so it's it's funny how you're like oh yeah that I guess that is how a dog would think but as a kid you're like yeah I know you dig around in the couch cushions and you find what's in there you may yeah. it, it's just a whole different perspective well the, wor- the world is so big 
when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. Everything is so huge. I mean, you know, quite literally. It, yeah, I <laughs> well, mean, because everything's built for adults. It's yeah. not built for children's comfort. It's built right. for adults. I mean, it, it's it's a cliche to say it, but it's true. I mean, I remember whenever I I went back to my grandmother's house, like 15 years, maybe more, after she had moved out of it um, and passed away, and I was overwhelmed by how small it was. It was just right. like walking into it and like, I, this can't be the same house. Like I know it is, but oh, it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. tiny. When I was a kid, it was, it was colossal. It was just huge. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So our, the house I used to grow up in, uh, grow up in our backyard, I thought was the most massive backyard thing ever. And yeah. my grandma or well, my grandpa still <laughs> lives next to that house. And anytime I go over there, I'm looking over at the yard and I'm like, this yard always be so tiny. Right. It used yep. to take me forever to run down this. Right. Yeah. Well, and even and like, hills were steeper on their bike. Yeah. Yep. And even like the neighbor's dog that seemed like it, it's Sandlot syndrome yeah. where, you know, it's this, this bear of a beast of a mythological animal. No, it's just your neighbor's dog. Right. Like yeah. you, you grow up and you're like, the beast. Oh, that, yeah. Like, uh, what was his name? Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh shit. That, that was just another dog, but yeah. okay. Because uh, even from this movie, for that same perspective, because the neighbors uh, have, like, what, 17,000 hound dogs? That, yeah, the, yeah. Bumpus, <laughs> the Bumpus's dogs. Yeah, yeah. That, that keep terrorizing Darren McGavin. He shuts one of their little tails <laughs> in the door. So no, it's his ear. I know. It's his ear. It's oh, his it's ear. his ear. Yeah. I thought it was the end of his tail. Okay. No, no, because they're, they're all, like, basset hounds. Yeah, they're all hound dogs of they, some they way. Make, they they, they yeah. make a, uh, a bigger appearance in the sequel, which... See, I've not seen any of these. Yeah, there are a there couple. No, there's only one. With the same cast and crew? No. Uh, I didn't think no. so. I was just um, going to say there's no oh, way. Oh, you yeah. mean, okay, with the same people. Yeah, Got Tra it. Yeah. Charles Grodin um, played the old man. Mary Steenberger. Berger? Berger? Not sure. I can't remember. Uh, she was married to Ted Danson. Um, oh, <clears throat> I think it's Steamboat. Yeah, whatever. Uh, she she played the mom, and I don't have a clue who played everybody else in the movie, but uh, it was uh, you know not good. Gotcha. Um, I mean, it was it was a sequel ten years later or twelve years later with a different cast that frankly wasn't up to it. Well, it's kind of like you know Christmas Vacation. They kept swapping out Rusty. Like the kids changed, yeah. and you know because yeah, it's just you've got to go with what actors are available. It's just Hollywood and how it works. But Jason, going back to uh, what you were saying about Peter Billingsley. Yeah, he was not the porn star. No. But apparently somebody was. It was Scott Schwartz who played Flick, the kid who gets uh, his tongue stuck to the fro uh, the frozen flag. It all started with a tongue and it ends with a tongue. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Spent several years working in the adult film industry. In 2000, he turned his attention back to mainstream fil films, but his most recent role was apparently Disco City Hot Dog Vendor in the 2017 movie Vape Wars. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. It's, it, so wow. it was just the wrong actor that you had in mind for yeah, that. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's astonishing. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Why would anyone want their kid to be an actor? <laughs> I, I'm serious. We've talked you about know, this before. Some of them turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, but would you do something with your child where that was the logic? Some of them ended up all right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd have to be like, it would depend on the movie or the, the acting situation. Yeah, but I as mean, a kid, it's just such a surreal way to live your life. You don't go to school. You don't have any really regular sense of normalcy. You're on a movie set, which... It, I mean, it, they they teach them on the movie set. They, I know, they can have tutors and stuff, but still, it's just, it's so I mean, if, there's, if there are other kids there, it's kind of like a class setting anyways, because they're all being tutored together. That makes sense. 
But um, oh, yeah, this part right here. This, this is another part that grosses me out so much. Randy, yeah. how do the piggies eat? How do the piggies? Randy's sitting there and he doesn't want to eat his food, and the dad I just, is. I more... just love Melinda Dillon in this scene, though. Oh, she oh, was great. Yeah. But again, six-year-old wearing <laughs> a McGavin. pig. McGavin's face. That's my dad. See, that's me. No, that's me right now. <laughs> no, that no kid. no. Darren McGavin in this scene is my dad. You know what the. You know who um, Melinda Dillon kind of looks like in this movie, uh, but uh, is what's her face from Night Shift? Shelly Shelly Long. Shelly Long. Yeah, Yeah, they've got kind of the blonde kinky hair. I I could see that because that's been bothering me since last night when I watched it. I was like, who does she look like? And I was like, oh yeah, it's the hair more so than anything else. No, I I could definitely see that. But here it comes, you guys. Fragile. (laughs) No, seriously, (laughs) I pronounce that word that way every single time just because of this movie. Oh yeah, and not on well, yes, on purpose, but not because I think that's what it means. (laughs) God. And it's just this massive box, which, you know, I guess it's just a whole shtick to build up your expectations because it's, well, like yeah, yeah. it's like an Acme crate that Wiley Coyote would order dynamite in and they have to, you know, hammer it open. Imagine imagine how cool it must have been, though, when things were shipped like that. Yeah. You know, like imagine getting something oh, like that at your front door. Crates. Yeah. How yeah. awesome would that have been? When like, two grown men had to deliver one. I think lamp. they do it now for like wine to make it look, yeah. you know, super It's like, is it the cool. Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> is it the <laughs> Holy <laughs> Grail? Now it's a bunch of sweaters. Well, and there's like, there's almost a little running shtick with that in this movie where the dad is doing all these puzzles to win a prize, right? Yeah. And it could be, it could be up to $15,000, but then it's a plastic leg lamp yeah. and it's raunchy. Same thing with Ralphie when he finds finally gets his little decoder from the Orphan yeah, Annie yeah. radio show. I actually went and I looked that show up because I was curious to know if it was still uh, Annie from like yeah, the it's musical. Still, yeah, it's a little Orphan Annie. Yeah, yeah. but oh, I didn't wow. realize yeah. that it was a whole like kind of detective show oh, yeah. on the radio. Yeah, uh, and there were a lot of Ovaltine tie-ins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember to always drink your Ovaltine. Well, the, the lamp was actually based on a real lamp. It wasn't a leg though. It was a, it was a, uh, you, you probably never heard of it, knee-high, the drink. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, it was a old drink. Doesn't exist anymore. It's like What's that? I don't know that. It's one. like a um, it, it's, it's a ten bar, it's but I've never made one. Fruit, of those. a little bit of fruit, a lot of sugar. Ugh. Um, yeah, like grape knee high. Oh, really? okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was, an, it was it was an illuminated knee high logo. That's what it was. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. So it was it was based on something real. I do Which love how mean? Ralphie keeps feeling up this <laughs> this leg of a lamp. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, it's just, what exposure does he have? Once again, there's not really television the way there is today where he can see naked ladies anytime he wants to. That had to be a pretty... Oh, yeah, that's pretty racist. Yeah. lamp yeah. for the yes. 40s, yeah. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Ralphie's expression is just priceless. It really is. And I love that it becomes his main form of entertainment besides the radio. Like yeah. just staring at the lamp is just well, mesmerizing it, to him. You know, in the 40s and the 50s, it was it was not uncommon whenever you because most of these people, these are working class people who because of, you know, the the post-war economic boom, suddenly there are things that they can afford to get that they're, they're luxuries. Yeah, they're luxuries. And I mean, if you bought a new refrigerator in 1945 or well uh, 43 or whenever this movie is. <laughs> the outlets setting yeah. on fire. <laughs> if you bought a new refrigerator, you invited everyone in the neighborhood to come over and look at your new refrigerator. Oh, hell yes. Oh, my yeah, dad yeah. has a story about that. It was like a whole that. event. Yeah. Yeah, when, when my dad was living in rural South Carolina when he was a boy, they got the first TV in the quote-unquote neighborhood. And back then, neighborhood could mean your neighbors are as close to five miles away from you. So everybody within the relatively immediate area came to check out their television yeah. because it
because it was this brand new thing that not everybody could afford to have. Yeah, Bill Bryson talks about whenever uh, one of their neighbors got a color TV, they would stand outside of his window. Uh, the mm-hmm. kids in the neighborhood would stand outside the window to watch whatever he, they couldn't hear it, but they would wow. watch whatever he was watching on TV. Yeah, my dad would even, uh, he'd listen to the radio because they could get the reception of the radio at their house, but they didn't have a telephone. <laughs> so to call yeah. into the radio station to like request a song or something, he would walk or run the mile to the closest payphone when he was a little boy to call in his request to the radio station. Yeah. It's just crazy wow. shit like that. Yeah. It's, you just, I know that we think that we live before technology, but our parents really oh, yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nuts. Well, the advance of, t- I mean, there's one example I always use that, that, um, really, in, I, in my opinion, sums up how quickly it all happened. My grandfather, when he was a little boy, he, uh, he was with his father, mm-hmm. and his father got a speeding ticket because he was trotting his horse over a bridge. <laughs> and, and Which you're not supposed you to You weren't do. supposed to. You're mm-hmm. supposed to walk the horse over the bridge, and he yep. was trotting it, and he got a speeding ticket. The day he died, I was at the Kennedy Space Center watching a shuttle launch. God. So, you know, one lifetime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's my my uh, my wife's grandmother still alive. When we landed on the moon, she was my age. Oh, man. You wow. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. You just think, my God, well, you know. That's why we relate to older people, because even the technology booms that have happened just since we've been kids are so that like are they came at twice the pace as what happened when our parents were younger. Like once yeah. we got the hang of technology, it developed more quickly and quickly and quickly. But with our parents, it was a huge deal to have, you know, liquid paper. Yeah. Like it just yeah. things like that. It was it, it was innovative. But with well, us, we're like, oh, now we have a computer that will literally tell me anything in the world. I keep it in my pocket and I use it to watch YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Like which, that. Was, which was way better than my original computer when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, it's it's something that kids and, you know, look, I mean, this isn't us as grumpy old people dumping on kids because this no. is the generation they were born into. This is what they got. You know, I mean, it's their, if we were born today, it's what we'd have. Right. You know, it'd be our perspective. And, and I don't feel that way, but I, I was at a dinner the other night. Uh, Cause I, I don't feel like I'm the quote unquote millennial child that everyone complains about. Yeah, Cause you and I are millennials, but yeah, it's technically just, speaking, but we're like on that very edge. I we're think, on the almost. cusp. Yeah. It's but a real, then, it's rough. Like, yeah. where, where does it fall? You know? But so I was out to dinner with my friend Lauren the other night and we were checking on our phones because both of our husbands are watching the kids and you know, some, sometimes I got questions and this gentleman next to me who was probably in his sixties was, Oh, you guys and your millennials and your phones. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm checking in on my child, but out. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like Scott Adams. Uh, somebody said to him, you know, well, we don't communicate anymore because of all the devices. And he said, no, we actually communicate much more. We just do it differently. Yeah, we right. do it in different fashions yeah. with like, because you see memes about that all the time where it's like, I'm not a regular adult who will answer text messages with, you know, text. Yeah. I answer with a funny gif or a meme or something. <laughs> like it's just yeah. even how we talk to each other, it's just well, well and that that's that's how you get to show your facial expression without being right. in the room with them. Right. Or no, you and I gif each other all the time. Like yeah. That's yeah. that's how we primarily text. But it's just it's just different how people communicate. Like even my dad going back to my dad, I remember when he learned how to make emojis on a phone. Because when oh, yeah. texting I remember be- that text. because when texting <laughs> became like our primary uh source of 
contact for most everybody. My dad was like, nope, I will never send a text message. If you want to speak to me, you call me on the phone. And that was the rule for him. Right. But yeah. then years later, he finally buckled when he realized just how much easier it is to text, yeah. especially for work. And one day he was like, Jade, I figured out how to make faces on the phone. And he sent me like four random, like a coffin and a pumpkin and uh, like a cup of coffee and a bagel. And I was like, dad, what is, and he was like, hang on. he sent me a cowboy with like a cool face with sunglasses. He was like, cool cowboy. And I was like, you nailed it. Way to go, dad. <laughs> so yeah. it's just best text ever. Oh my yeah. God. I, yeah. I, I think I screenshotted it and put it on Facebook because <laughs> I was just so proud. But, well, Oh no, go ahead. I was just, I was just looking at the movie, that whole, uh, fantasy scene where the teacher is giving him an a plus 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 plus, plus, plus. plus. i do i still love that part because yeah. as a kid you would you know picture these oh yeah you know these grand scenes. scenarios yeah, yeah. yeah grand scenarios in your head and then reality well, that's <laughs> the, yeah that's one of the many parts i love about this movie like in the beginning when uh ralphie first says that he wants the the Red Rider, Red Rider BB gun, Red Rider BB gun, which I have one. I do have you? to oh this. Day. I had of one. Of course you do. I had a BB gun. He's got yeah. something from every movie yeah. we've watched. No, it's- I no, I had one. I I had a, that uh, BB gun before I even knew that this movie existed. Oh really? Yeah, because after the movie came out, they because Daisy didn't actually make that exact BB gun. The okay. one that's in the movie is like. It's like a, a a mashup of two different models because oh. um, uh, the author Gene. Uh, Got it. Drawn a blank. He misremembered the actual um, the actual type of BB gun. So after the movie came out, Red Rider or Daisy made the gun from the movie with the leather strap, with the compass, with that, and it they sold like hotcakes. And so yeah, I had one whenever I was a kid. Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard. But um, Ralphie says the narrator. Yeah. Who also narrates the sequel, and it's the oh, only really? it's the only good thing about the sequel. Oh, uh, <laughs> and his narrations are just. The, oh, he's perfect. He's fantastic. Well, he was a he was a, a uh, on radio for years. He had a mm-hmm. couple of TV. He almost hosted the Tonight Show after Steve Allen left. They wow, actually really? they actually flew him up to New York, and he he interviewed for it. But the NBC was required uh, to offer Jack Parr the 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 job, but they just assumed that that Parr would turn it down because he would want to be in a primetime oh you know, show. <laughs> and Parr didn't. He took the took the Tonight Show and. You know, there was. But yeah, he he almost hosted the uh, Tonight Show. He did like um, live readings of his books and his his. Um, He's been on Family stories. Guy, too. Uh, yeah. They had him as Meg's narrative narrative voice at one point. Oh, where yeah. I, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just a 15 year old girl. Yeah, because <laughs> she has like a sex change or something later. But uh, people like speaking of like coincidences where somebody else gets a role. Jack Nicholson was actually interested in being the old man. That yeah. would have been good too. I, I, I think it no, would have been. I think this is perfect. Like absolutely nailed. Yeah, it. I think Darren McGavin's a but better I, fit. I would have watched that too. Yeah, because he was <laughs> oh, reportedly yeah, yeah. offered the role of old man Parker. They, they couldn't have afforded it though. Well, that's yeah. see, that's part of it. So uh, they were interested in casting and paying him, but that would have meant doubling the budget of the film <sighs> to have Jack Nicholson as old man Parker. Yeah. Well, what what was he doing at the time? That eighty five. Yeah, um, that Shining. Uh, after Shining, it was like the two Jakes, maybe. Um, I'm not sure, honestly. I don't know I'd what he was doing in 1985, but he was still big enough to be way too. Yeah. Expensive. He okay. had he wasn't. I mean, remember if uh, what was the the Tim Burton Batman was 89, and oh, he's ja- the Joker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson ended up. 
being well, the most highly paid actor in a movie ever. Right. Because Set a record. Yep. Yeah, because he took uh, he took a decent percentage of the gross. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he got like forty million in nineteen eighty nine off of that movie. Yeah, that, but yeah. that that is the reason why they didn't go forward with him. Apparently, they didn't real like either the director didn't realize that Nicholson was interested, and plus it would have doubled the budget, so they, yeah. and they didn't want to pay his fee, so they opted out. But yeah, uh, uh, the old the old Oldsmobile Model Six. I was asking Josh. I was like, "What kind of a car is that?" Because I knew one either either you or he would know. But yeah. he's like, "I'm not even sure." But it's just such an older car. He's like, "That's a little before my time. Before I me- became a mechanic and got interested in cars." Yeah, this is back when changing a tire was actually like a skill. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you had you had a crappy jack. There was no place in the car that was like designated. And the car yeah, weighed about everyone us. back then knew how to change a tire, which I, you know. Yeah, I suppose. But the car also weighed approximately 10,000 pounds. Like, it's just something ridiculously heavy because the, yeah. they were actually made of metal back then. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, the lug nuts. <laughs> this, this joke is so perfect. The it slow is. motion, the the everything about this. You know, and it's, it's funny because as a kid. Only I didn't say fudge. <laughs> yeah, but think about this. I know whenever I was a kid, I asked my mom, what did he say? Oh, oh, no, did you? <laughs> you know, and of course, my mom did that thing that, you know, that skill that as, you know, when you become a parent, you learn to go, hmm? um, no, I, I didn't hear what he said, sweetie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Just ignore it. Oh. They do that on Mrs. Maisel. She's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to ignore certain questions from your kid. Like when my son looked at the strange man on the train who had a bulge in his pants, you just answer a different question for your kid. Right. Yeah. Mommy, why is that man looking like that? Oh, yes, sweetie. Howdy doody is a real boy. Like yeah. you, you just redirect as hard as possible. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention, son. I don't this, know. Um, this did remind me, though, of when I was a kid and I had said my first cuss word in front of everybody. It was a complete accident because I think what I was trying to say was, oh, you little rascal. But it came out with, oh, you little bastard. <laughs> so my first cuss word was bastard. That's pretty. Yeah. That was not mine too. It. I don't and think we've ever talked about really, that. My yeah. kid says that today. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's because I heard it, just, it, it on like, me. you know, my, well, probably one of my parents. Well, but do you, do you remember the feeling, though, when you knew you knew you were caught uh, red-handed yes, because just of this right here. Yeah. I didn't have a bar of soap. I had hand soap in Ooh. my mouth. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no, gross. no. I, I've had my Wait. mouth washed out with hand soap. Hand soap. Hand soap. Nasty. My grandma took some hand soap and washed my mouth out with it because I said a cuss word. See, my grandma didn't even play around with this ho- the whole soap bit. We got switched. Or we got a belt or a switch, depending on what was oh, closer. Oh, that was my dad, except he had the paddle. Damn, oh. you guys grew up in like messed up families. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'll go was, on record and say I, I, I never had soap in my mouth or was hit with a switch. Yeah, yeah well, I, I managed to thing. <laughs> on my side. In our case, it's just old school Southern stuff. But um, like my grandma, my brother is the one who got in more trouble when we were growing up. She would make him go out to our rose bush and pick a switch. And if it wasn't big enough, she sent him back out to get a bigger one. I, it well, was, that's just me. If it's a rose bush, that thing's got thorns on it. I'm, I'm playing. She was not kidding See, around. I remember my dad had a paddle, um, and we used to joke that he had one. That was had it holes. black? Was it black? No, it, it have like, like no. It, wasn't. Like, so it, was, <laughs> it was just like a plain wooden paddle. But that's one of those things you wake up in the middle of the night when you're 25 and go, "Oh my god, <laughs> dad had a paddle." We used to joke that he had one with holes drilled in it so that it was more aerodynamic to go through. But my brothers used to put on extra pairs of jeans so that you couldn't feel it. But if you did that. You got it worse. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like that. Like dad picks up the paddle, and there's like a 
pair of panties stuck to it. Oh, let me get, let me get rid of these. <laughs> no, stop it. Hang on a second. Oh, uh, he went in a Mr. Brown direction no. with that. Sorry, I think that's super weird. No, no. Moving right along. Um, no, but in the, this is a little bitty thing that bothered me from the adult perspective is that my parents, I grew up getting spanked because that's how their parents raised them. That was the discipline throughout yeah, the generation. But in this, in this movie, the mom makes Ralphie hold the bar of soap in his mouth for like minutes, however long on end. And then she like licks it to try it herself. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, Oh God, that's awful. And it's like, <laughs> so you know, it's a proper punishment. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, she, but she doesn't know until after she's already subjected her kid to it. Whereas my parents, they know like if they're spanking well, I think you. Her, see, her I, mom. I thought this was because, uh, Ralphie was saying that, you know, if you got Irish spring or whatever, it tastes good, but yeah. this one, this one sucks. Yeah, life, <laughs> she was probably just, boy. Yeah, uh. she bites the soap and then she just spits it out. It's, oh God, it's terrible. I thought she was just testing this particular brand of soap. But. Maybe. Well, uh, I think it's sort of showing the other side of it, you know, a little bit where she's, she's empathizing with them. I mean, yeah. good on her for yeah. trying it. Oh yeah. Well, and yeah. she, yeah, the mom does have a few moments of empathy where, because uh, the dad sells him down the river when, when he curses on the side of the road. He's like, do you know what your son just said? And he rats him out to the mom but then when ralphie gets in major trouble when he beats up farkas and he's just cursing oh, yeah she, yeah, she, backs she him cuts up. him a break um she sort of uh gives him a bit of a hard time because she she sees him like crying up in his room all afternoon and even his little brother's like daddy's gonna kill ralphie <laughs> and the kid, there's just like a pall on the children of the house and she know like she can feel how distressed they are and she cuts him a break she's like oh yeah ralphie got into a little bit of a little bit of a fight earlier. You know how boys are. Oh, yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. And then when the dad sees that his glasses are broken, because God, those were expensive back in the 40s. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, oh, no, you left them. Oh, no, that, he broke it with the BB gun. Never mind. Right. She was yeah. just That's like, what oh, he shot honey. his eye out yeah. almost. Yes. She was like, you left your glasses on top of the radio. Remember, don't do that. So she, she really cuts him yeah. some slack in that scenario. But she is the empathetic one, like where the dad is trying to make Randy eat, you know. Well, and, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about the movie is that the conflict is all... It's if they, I don't even know if they would, if they could make this movie today because we're all so damn cynical, you know. I mean, oh, there's no way, it'd be Ralph, a completely different right. perspective. Ralphie's dad isn't an alcoholic who beats him, uh, his mom <laughs> isn't in a loveless marriage, you know. I mean, it's wait, just, hold on, is the dad an alcoholic? No, I no, he's oh, a turkey holic. Like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, I did not pick up on that because I didn't see him take a single drink in the movie, but okay, he's that quintessential hard ass dad, yeah, he's red foreman. Once that, yeah, yeah, pretty much, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, kick my foot up your ass, kid. Like, it's just his general approach to everything, yeah, but yeah, no emotion. That's the that's the mother's job, I guess. So, that's well, and again, it's how they were raised, yeah, you know, I mean, that's where they came from. Yeah, I mean, typical roles of parents, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you got to remember too, and now, I mean, wouldn't really apply because this is during the 40s, the early 40s, so the war's still going. But, I mean, I know with my grandfather, when he got back from World War II, you know, he was in the Army. He was a drill sergeant. When he came home and he's got these kids who, you know, he hasn't seen in a few years and they've turned into... He doesn't into, know how to communicate with them. No, and he just does what he did in the Army. Right. You know, he yells, you know, you're not doing what I told you to do. You know, you'll do it or else. Right. You know, and the or else was pretty serious. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of parents... You know, you know, they they soften up. Um, Some do. <laughs> well, you know, I I know that. Well, now I, you can get in trouble for beating your kid. Well, that's true. I didn't get it as bad as my dad got it from his old man. Oh, and I'm yeah. pretty sure like, my old man didn't get it as bad as his dad got it from his old man. Right, yeah. because you know? they they remember that and they did. You know, which I guess you can't continue very logically because then it, you would quickly get to murder. 
Yeah. Well, if it escalates, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then my great, great, great grandfather, he was murdered by his father. <laughs> I can understand. I do feel like society has gotten, you know, quote unquote soft. Yeah. On the, I guess that's where the whole negative connotation to millennials comes around because, yeah, because like the know. whole everybody gets a participation ribbon or whatever the case may be. Cause we right, didn't, we yeah. definitely didn't grow up with that. Like, uh, you had to place like first, yeah. second, oh, yeah. or third. You had to actually place somewhere in order to win something. So I can see where like the older generations are like, yeah, you know, we didn't raise our kids to be soft like you got it. And I think that's what it is, even with people you're in my age who, are, you know, we're starting our families, we're doing whatever. Our parents are just like, yeah, they're they're more disapproving of how we're treating our children as opposed to how we personally behave. Oh, my parents treat my child way oh, better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But they always oh, yeah. know that, better. That, that's Do you how, know what I mean? That's how my, my parents are. Oh, go easy on them. Don't get mad at them. Yeah, him. right. And, and you look at them and you go, okay, well, Where was this when I was a, a kid? <laughs> you remember, uh, you know, this and particular then, instance? And, and then I remember my grandmother, you know, telling them, you know, yeah. don't do some, you know. It's funny how grandbabies soften the grandparents. That's, that's funny to me. Well, th- that's because you get to send it home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, parenting is a job grandparenting is you know a hobby yeah you know it's a luxury it's it's fun it's enjoyable parenting is hard-ass work well especially now that people are living longer and longer sometimes like i never even met either of my grandfathers they had both passed before i was ever born they they met their slew of grandchildren Mm -hmm. but my Mm -hmm. brother and i were on the younger end we never got to meet either of them so and I think it's it's like you said it is it's almost like a gift it's not it's more yeah. than a hobby because they're they get that time right to yeah. spend with the grandbabies and they're young enough and healthy enough to you know pick them up and play with them and stuff so it's right. I think it's more of a treat because people are just living longer and yeah. they get to enjoy the time well the bottom line is you want your kid to grow up to be a healthy you know look healthy, you see productive yeah, productive you, member of society yeah you see the millennials you see the stereotype millennials right. i mean there, there's a great instagram they're out there i mean it's uh, yeah. a thing there's a great instagram uh hipsters of, of ny um, oh, God. and no it's it's so awesome but it's so depressing <laughs> because that those people exist <laughs> yes that these people exist and have a disproportionate amount of political control over our lives oh god <laughs> you know? well it's kind of like the people you see on that what's that uh show where people get to shop for like three different homes and then they pick one of the three oh the uh, about a million different shows. Yeah, like something, like, something and, uh, like that but i made a joke in our evil dead notes something to that extent where um, my husband binds books out of human flesh and sells them in his Etsy shop, and I make artisanal cheeses. Our budget is four point eight million dollars. Right. Yeah. They actually, they have a commercial yeah. about that on the HGTV channel, where one guy sells and breeds plants, and the other one teaches llamas to sing or something, and, and yeah. or something like that. And their, yeah. their budget is four million. Yeah, I've seen memes yeah. about it where it's like, yeah, um, I'm a butterfly doctor, and my husband sharpens pencils for a living on Saturdays. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, they have all this money. So, yeah, it's a, it's a depressing well, group I mean, of that, people. Well, first of all, because if you live in New York, period, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't live there without a lot of money. Yeah, it's an expensive mm-hmm. city. You know, it's I don't know how my friend Kate lives up there. Yeah, it's I I mean I don't even like. I mean my my wa- my <laughs> wife's grandparents. I mean they're they're because uh, her whole family's from New York. N- none of them live there anymore. But um, they bought a brownstone in Carroll Gardens in like the seventies, and it was kind of it wasn't a rundown neighborhood. It was a nice neighborhood, but it was basically like in a you know an immigrant Italian neighborhood. Right. And you know now Daniel Craig lives down the know, way, down yeah. the way. You know. Um, and it's ridiculous. Normal people can't live in New York anymore. 
Nope. Yeah. And it's a shame because normal people are always what made New York so great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was the normal average that melting New- pot. <laughs> yeah. New-, New York was such an awesome place because of New Yorkers, you know. Um, but, you know, again, times change. Well, and it's funny because, uh, you know, Meg and I were recently uh, spending a weekend at a cabin for a friend's birthday. And we drove by a house that was comparable to the size of mine. And I've got, I've got a pretty fair sized house. But I was like, you know what? I bet the person who lives all the way out here in Helen, Georgia, maybe paid like 80 grand for that oh, house. Yeah. It's oh, like, cool. No. <laughs> no, you know what I mean, though? Like, oh, yeah. it, as long as you're willing to live out in the middle of effing oh, nowhere, so that, you can afford to buy a house. Although that cabin that we were staying at that is about like 1500 square yeah, that feet thing, that was it was like six hundred thousand dollars to buy it good god yeah yeah because we there were a bunch of us there and we all chipped in a hundred just to stay for the weekend so yeah, yeah. it's expensive just to we, rent we too. looked it up and you could buy that house for like six hundred thousand dollars well go on go online and look at real estate in los angeles and it's because oh, like, i have Oof. yeah it, it's it's astonishing because like in new york it's you know this nice brownstone and it's overpriced Okay, that's one thing. You go look in Los Angeles, and it's a really, really crappy house mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to put like your in kid the valley. into. Yeah, <laughs> and it's charged you know, out the one point one million dollars. You're like, okay, this this can't be sustainable. That's what my parents. I think, and I think another generational gap thing. My parents were like, you know, stay around Alpharetta. I was like, I can afford a nice apartment in Alpharetta. I can afford a house with a yard and a garage where I currently live. So yeah. I'm going a little further out to get more well, bang that, for that, my buck. That's where we're at. I mean, because we, we bought our, our place before Alpharetta boomed. Yeah. And so now, now we, houses that are we like, we can't move to, you know, uh, in Alpharetta. If we want to stay in Alpharetta, we're staying right where we are. Well, and you're you right know? smack in the middle of everything. So that makes sense. Think but, how cheap these houses must have been though in this movie. Oh yeah. You got to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, well, but we, we've gotten to the tumultuous point where um, Ralphie's mom goes to quote unquote water her house plants, but somehow oh no, it's broken. the lamp gets shattered into a zillion pieces. Yeah, I've done something kind of similar to that. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, you know, accidents happen with things that you don't like. <laughs> no, you can't, oh, sorry, you can't tease honey. that. You can't tease it. You got to tell it. Yeah, oh, okay, well, I, I've done it a few times. Uh, when I was dating my husband, I don't know why he did this, but he still had a picture of his ex-girlfriend in the wallet. Somehow oh, it got yeah. torn up. I don't know how that happened. Oh. I certainly didn't do it. Uh, it got possessed. Uh, that's that's yeah. weird. Uh, it was really weird. <laughs> that is and then weird. <laughs> he had a few shirts that had some holes in them that, you no, know. That, that's wrong. <laughs> they got lost in the move. Okay. Oh, God <laughs> They disappeared. It. Those movers, man, they are Hairless. Yeah. They, were, they were probably high when they were moving your yeah, stuff. I, so yeah, you're talking you to somebody know. who's lost some awesome t-shirts himself. <laughs> yeah. Elaine okay. did that to you. You know it was yeah. If Come a on. guinea pig has chewed holes in your shirt, it's time to let it go. Agreed. But there's agree. memories associated with memories. that shirt. You will always memories. have those memories. Uh, all right. God. Okay. The Which... shirt did not bring me joy. I love how you wanted to hear the story and now you're upset with it. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Because I'm a recondo that crap because crime upsets me. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, I see. He, you're, we're talking to an attorney, a former attorney. So, yeah, crime upsets him. But allegedly of, these things happened. Yeah. There you go. But speaking of keeping uh, things for nostalgia, apparently Peter Billingsley still owns the iconic bunny suit. Um, really? And that's cool. And the BB still gun on from that time. <laughs> Well, that's what he did to guest star in uh, that guy's porno when he was. No, he it wasn't him. It was I know. Else. I'm joking, but he's the one with the bunny suit, so I had to cross it over. I don't want Peter Billingsley to sue us. No, okay, like he's listening. Yeah, uh, you, so I wouldn't put my child in 
funny costume or well funny outfits i would put her in the bunny costume just because <laughs> well uh that's that's for my own entertainment i think it's an age limit you know um, oh two. yeah work. yeah two you can there's yeah. like a statute of limitations too you just right. <laughs> yeah you well and also too especially you know uh when you're thinking in terms of one day you'll have a teenager it is good to have blackmail material mm-hmm. you Absolutely, know it it's good oh, well, it's it. good to have those if you photographs. think i didn't take pictures of her potty training you are wrong yeah. <laughs> there's another generational thing right there because our parents weren't throwing our our pictures up on facebook for everyone to see some no. of the some of the photos that <gasps> parents are taking of their kids and putting on right are astonishing to me because well, they're so oh, accessible by so many people. But not even that. So, But speaking of that, the whole genera- generational gap, I still print out pictures and put them in a photo album even though I have everything on the cloud. I have everything on like, you know, a Facebook Oh yeah, you've got to have a hard album. copy or else you're going to lose your jinkies. You're yeah, just like, no, what, if, just, what if the internet crashes But it's day? not even that. It's just, it's ingrained it's nice. in my brain to have photo yeah. albums even yeah. though they're obsolete kind of now. Well, you know, that's like, I don't think they're obsolete. That's like saying. Well, they are because I have a Google Hub that displays all the photos for me now, and I yeah. Just, I mean, I know, but I I agree with you. I mean, it's it's nice to like my mom. Um, in her in her later years, she's gotten into doing these uh, Shutterfly books. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom's super into those too. Yeah, and and you know, every couple of months she'll have a new one, and she'll give all the kids you know, one of the Shutterfly books. Mm-hmm. And they're really, it's really, really nice because even though they're photographs that, you know, I, I took most of the pictures that she hasn't scanned them in years ago, mm-hmm. but just having them in the book and flipping through them, it's sort of like, and I've said this for years. One thing that I miss is um, I miss watching TV, regular old plain non-streaming Me TV. Too. Yeah. Mainly because there were so many things. I, I think about this, so many TV shows that I really like nowadays that I never would have watched. It's just that there was nothing else on. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, in fact, Kolchak. And now um, you can just record everything that you yeah. want to watch and watch it later. Well, yeah. even when I go back to old VHS tapes, when, because uh, I would tape Gilmore Girls or whatever, because I had soccer practice or something when that show was on and I wanted to be able to watch it and not miss out. When, and Lorelai even has a speech about it in the show. So it's kind of a little bit meta because I used to love the Did commercials. you set the timer to record it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you had to know how to did, work those old say, school did, VCRs. Did yeah. my success, that was something I had to ask my dad to do for yeah. me. Yeah, my, he, my success rate on that was about fifty percent. Yeah, that's was, why it, pretty good. It was fifty-fifty. If I came home, I was going to have an actual. And you knew, like, when you came home and you saw the tape and you saw that it hadn't actually advanced any, and it popped out, oh, yeah. and you just like, and you knew, minute. crap, it didn't record anything. Yep. But you still pressed and your play. night was ruined. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's what you were looking forward to all week. Oh, not yeah. not all day. All week. Oh, yeah. But um, I remember loving the commercials, uh, especially like the old uh, Downy Soft commercials where they t- they turned Snuggles oh, into yeah, Snuggles an aggle. Yeah, he wasn't just a little cartoon anymore. Oh, yeah. He was, there was yeah. one where he yeah, was running through a field and got run over by an army tank for some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just stuff like that. Then even Lorelai on that show that I'm talking about, Gilmore Girls, she's like, oh, and I don't want to get rid of my old tapes, Luke. They've got these old school commercials like Spuds McKenzie. Mikey likes it. Nothing comes between me and my cow. Alvin's, I were like it's all nostalgia. That, that I will say is one of the best things about YouTube, and I I yeah. will admit to spending literally hours just watching old watching commercials. Old commercials. Uh-huh. That reminds me. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I know you don't really, but Futurama. That yeah. one episode where he goes and he buys all that stuff yeah. from the nineties. Yeah. He's kind when, of like all he, those old yeah when he gets rich. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
It's almost Kimmy Schmidt syndrome. Like she buys everything that was popular when she was a yeah. little girl before she yeah. went into yeah. the uh, the underground um, uh, base. The or bunker. Whatever. The bunker. The thank bunker. you. Yeah. White lady. <laughs> they, that's why she buys the old Teddy Ruxpin because those were still popular yeah. before she went into the bunker. But yeah, so it just this movie. I don't know. It's prompted more nostalgia for me than almost any of the movies that we've well, watched she, thus far. And I think that's one of the reasons why the movie love it or hate it. And I think it's hard to hate it. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. hate it, but I, watching it around this time, I came at it as a parent where I I sided with the parents on this one, and I'm going through this movie as a parent. And Well, I I think that that works because the parents don't do anything wrong, and the parents are doing, no, they're, like, they're doing the best they can. I still think that they're perfect in this movie. Yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is the best movie. I know exactly what he's going through. I'm afraid of Santa Claus. I want this kind of stuff. Yep. Well, see that one of the things that really, really hit me, and I haven't thought about this in years, is when I was in elementary school, my uh, my like first grade teacher would give us daily report cards where it was yeah. weather. So like you either got a sunshiny face because you did well that day, or you got a little rain cloud, or even a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm. That was the worst one. Of South Park. Oh God, I probably don't want to know about that. Butters <laughs> becomes a pimp, and he gives all of his hoes a sunshine cloud or a rainy cloud. Oh if my doing God. So you're telling me that I was rated on a hooker system sure when I was yeah. in elementary school. Cool. Yeah. Bitch, Good to you know. want to make some motherfucking money? <laughs> it, it, it's adaptable. But, but uh, the thing was, I. I I really related to Ralphie's whole sense of anxiety because one day I got a little stormy cloud or something and my dad had told me, all right, you've come home with this many stormy clouds this quarter. If there's one more, you're going to be in big trouble. He didn't, he didn't even tell me what the big trouble was. No. Oh, you but don't I even got, have no, to. That's no. the thing. What the horrible, you sick bastard. What are you going to come up with? Yeah, seriously. Cause he, like we tease him all the time. Cause he didn't even really have to, uh, punish you bodily he didn't really ever even even have to get into spankings because he had the dad look and when he got that look in his eyes oh you were just like i'm gonna i'm gonna be murdered (laughs) oh god give you the uh the force whitaker eye yes (laughs) (laughs) except scarier somehow well no i mean because like in my household it was the classic thing it was you could you could get into arguments with mom you could screw up around mom you You could could push back a little bit but if you got into if you went from uh, misdemeanor to felony, which is where dad was involved. Yeah. Um, the punish- dads can't be bothered with misdemeanors. That's just not their, mm. they yeah. don't care. Because I mean, it was the whole thing, you know, your dad is going to be furious when he gets home, you know, and you knew that dad was usually kind of furious when he got home anyway. Well, and not even, <laughs> no. this is why I relate to this movie so hard though. Cause my dad is such a gentle soul that like, even by the time he tells me if this happens, you're in trouble. I yeah. like, I just built it up in my little head. Like, Hiding under the sink, Ralphie's gonna run. Dad's, Dad's gonna, kill, gonna Ralphie. kill Ralphie. <laughs> and I was so terrified that because I got a little stormy cloud and I went home that day and I, I had spent the entire day torturing myself, mm-hmm, wondering what mm-hmm. was gonna happen. And my dad took one look at me and he was like, I know you already feel bad about this. Don't let it happen again. And I was just like, He's just oh, it's like mind been, games with no, you. It's that like was your I had punishment. been pardoned from like a death sentence. I, it was I, the I, immense I can relief. say, as a dad, there's at least a thirty percent chance he just didn't feel like dealing with Probably. it. Probably, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. No, and I bet you he uh. doesn't even remember that day. But to me, it was just this huge cloud of anxiety. Well, I, just, I remember. <laughs> I remember though. Whenever the tables sort of turn when you get into high school, because whenever I was in high school. Um, the uh, they mailed home the report cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you started getting real ones, yeah. I, I'm just talking about and little daily. My my things. senior year, like the the first semester of my senior year, 
they um, I, I failed physics. F'd it. Flat oh, out no. F. And every day I had this whole scheme to intercept the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I think I opened it anyways. I, I managed to get it. And I actually, I, I said, okay, I'm just going to take it and I'm going to see how long, because it was always like, you it know, takes for your parents to realize yeah, because it. like the semester went in and then it was, it took a little while for the report and card they to come in. start asking you for it after a while. No. And by this, um, by, because my dad never even, you know, it was like, whatever, you know, but my mom just that year kind of forgot, forgot about it and just never asked. And I had, and I was literally Lucky 30 years you. old whenever I told my mom, <laughs> by the way, mom, I got something to confess to you. Oh my God. And she's like, what? And I was like, well, it's pretty bad. I did something that I'm, I'm not proud of. She's like, what? It's like, well, I failed physics my first uh, semester. <laughs> first and and like, she got mad. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? She, and you're yeah, Oh, she was dude. legitimately upset. And then she, well, why did I, and she absolutely said, no, that's impossible because I got your report cards. And I said, no, you didn't get it that time. You didn't get that one. And she's like, I, I don't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm making it up that I failed. Yeah. What do I stand to gain from admitting this to you? Right. I love right. that she got mad still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's hysterical. That's such a mom thing. Yeah, totally. Well, hell, I brought that up when we were doing, I think it was 10 things because my dad would, my parents weren't super into censoring what I watched when I was a kid. But for some reason, my dad didn't want me to watch 10 things I hate about you. Because I would have been about 11 when it came out. But uh, I watched it anyway at a friend's house. And I've never admitted to him that I did that. Because, you know, your friend's playing a video. You can either go home or stay and watch it and just not tell your parents that you watched it. And I never told him. So if he ever listens to any of our episodes, he knows now. But see, the difference is he won't care. I I don't think I did either. And also, I I think, you know, your parents aren't stupid. Oh, no. I think they, they were... Picking and choosing their battles there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's sort of like you. So you know, I'm going to save up yeah. for a real good fuck yeah. up. And it's like, yeah. what kind so, of energy level do I have today? Is this really worth it? Like, I still remember the first time I said that around my dad. I was like 17, and we it was somebody that we were angry at. Like there, there was a whole soap opera thing going on, and I said the f word in reference to that person. But it was right. just me and my dad, and I just remember saying it and went, "Oh man." I just said that in front of my dad. I'm I'm gonna die now. Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't use that word. Oh, oh he does okay. not use that word. You know. See, my parents and, don't and really he just sort of either. like looked at me, and then just kept going like, "We don't need to discuss what you just did." It's the but dirty movie syndrome in the like, back of his head. Yeah, it's building up. Yeah, it's like okay. like an awkward moment in a movie, and you watch it with your dad, and you're just gonna look straight ahead, and we're never gonna acknowledge oh God, that this do you ever remember happened. That? watching a movie and like something would happen. Yeah. I mentioned you know? it. My yeah. dad and I, we, like uh, my mom had gone out of town and this was when I was in my upper teens. So it wasn't that crazy a situation, but my dad was like, Hey Jade, this movie, uh, team America sounds like it's going to be a hoot. Oh my God. Mom's out of town. You want to watch it with me? And he, he doesn't know the no, South yeah, Park no. guys. How He's not into is. that. No. And we watch it and the, the puppets clacking together and just, oh. I do love that movie. Well, no, I, I, I <laughs> remember. We just stared at the screen and we've never discussed it. I remember, the, I, I think this might be the first time I realized I was not a kid anymore and I was only in my 20s. We went to see South Park, the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, and and we get in there and there's there's parents in there and they have children with them 
and we're sort of looking around going, do they do they know what South Park is? Oh, it's a cartoon. Oh, no. It'll be fine. No. And it's like yeah, it wasn't those, fun. Those uh, Deadpool warnings. This is yeah. not a children's Same movie. Same thing with yeah. the Joker. People are taking their kids to go see it. And they even put out a promotional poster, which I put, I think I put it on our uh, yeah, Instagram, yeah. where it was like, hey, guys, Batman's not in this one. There's nothing in the movie that the kids are even going to like. Right. Don't bring yeah. them to this Rated one. Rated R for a reason. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, but here we are. With that, um, I got a fun fact about this weird kid. So they take the boys to the shopping mall to go visit that Santa. Which is now casino is it, is really? it really it's a casino now huh. oh wow yeah. what do you know but um yeah so there's that great moment where the parents are literally just like yeah hold hands and don't get lost okay mom and dad cool i hope nobody abducts us but this like scene terrified me as a kid well yeah because you're getting thrown down this massive slide that's why all the kids start to cry when they're on santa's lap oh, oh you know what? Oh. so funny story about this scene when they push them off the slide when i was a kid for some reason that fluff that they all fall into as a kid, I thought that was mashed potatoes. <laughs> and I was convinced until I rewatched it. <laughs> no, that's actually most, that's that actually most ice potatoes. cream, actually, okay. in advertisements. Right. No, I think it was asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, uh, that insulation. Yeah. insulation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, the weird department store kid that's standing next to Ralphie, the one with the big, like... Which is actually what killed Darren McGavin, so I probably... <laughs> no, it did. Really? Oh, geez. Yeah, he he and Steve McQueen both uh, they both had mesothelioma. Oh and shit! When they were no, in, I knew that about Steve McQueen. I when, didn't know when, about when, Darren McGavin. When they were in the service, one of their things was stripping insulation off the insides of ships. Oh, oh no. god! Yep. Oh. Yeah. Hey, he had On a long life. You know. Yeah, they did. They. I mean, he was in the X Files for God's sakes. Yeah, that's true. You know? Steve McQueen died a lot. Yeah, he younger. died a lot younger. Yeah. yeah. But um, the the weird department store kid that's wearing like the flying goggles, yeah, the aviator uh, ones. Yeah, he wasn't even an actor. Apparently, Bob Clark just like saw him because uh, Peter Billingsley is like, yeah, Bob Clark who directed it saw the kid and thought he would just be a good addition to the scene. Quote unquote, he was weird and we used him just as he was. Yes. So apparently he really w- is that like little mouth breathing, like. <sighs> God, I, now I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to find that kid now. <laughs> See how he turned out. But yeah, Ralphie gets up there and oh, you feel terrified. you feel for him though because he he doesn't start crying or freaking out like the other kids, but he goes completely blank and he wants yeah. this little BB He's gun a so badly. And he legitimately thinks this is the procedure to go through. Yeah, to I've, get to Santa. I've, I've, I've this got, is how you circumvent yeah. mom and dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. if Santa is on my side, it doesn't matter what mom and dad say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is back when Santa Claus could be drunk and handle children because his mm-hmm. nose is just like blistered red. Yeah. You know, I actually know somebody who has. Uh, has four, four kids and in their household they mm. never did santa claus really wow why yeah. she just didn't want it she yeah said, i could see that that's and, fair because my a few times my parents made me go sit on santa's lap and it terrified me every single time here go sit on and, the lap of a strange yes. man yes <laughs> oh my yeah. god and yeah I, I i mean i feel for any kid i wouldn't push them on, well, on santa's lap and when i was a kid i was particularly no no, frightened no. i'm of talking co- about they didn't do santa claus period like oh they the didn't introduce the concept of santa oh, claus okay whoa no it just doesn't even no. exist it's just mommy and dad yeah it's i thought you just dad. okay that's her wow yeah which okay. i always said didn't that make it kind of awkward around other kids when they Where were really young? Where it felt like young? Santa was oh, yeah, visiting the them and not like one, lie not, or not just like yeah. not say anything. It's like them. oh, when your kids talk about Santa Claus, just lie to them. Wow, you know well, that's not a very good precedent no. to set. Yeah, oh. well yeah, there that, goes Ralphie into the asbestos. It's, it's, it's mashed potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought that until I was 30. Oh, and the, the knockoff uh, the, Wizard of Oz characters well, that are running around the department store. The Scarecrow in that scene. Uh-huh. Uh, interesting piece of trivia. The Scarecrow, well, he actually he worked there. 
uh, in that department store, right? Huh. And, and so it's pa- meant to look like kind of a gimbal's sort of yeah. Scenario. Well, it was a real department store. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he um, um, he worked there. He passed away, and supposedly he haunted the department store. People who worked there said that they would see his ghost standing in the loading dock. Or I sincerely they, or, or, hope that's or, true. Or, or, yes. they, or they would hear him like talking over the uh, PA. Especially if he was still in the scarecrow costume when they see him. That well, my question is, is he haunting the casino now? I wonder. Now God, I hope yeah. so. Know, That'd be right? amazing. That'd be a big plus up as a ghost. You know, it's like, yes. you know, oh, awesome. It's a casino now. Oh, this is going to be Bring so much on the better. Sin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Like even Robert Downey Jr. talked about that. He's like, when I die, he's like, I don't know about the whole heaven and hell thing. I think I want to stick around and haunt people. You know, like how you're always afraid to let your foot oh. slide out of your covers at night. I want to grab people's toes from their beds. I, I'm pretty stuff. sure when we were in college, I told you if I died, I was going to haunt you and start writing messages on the bathroom mirror. Yep. And I know it was you, so I wouldn't be all that. Deep. Yeah. I, I'd be like, I, hey, what's yeah, up? I knew, I knew a guy whose grandfather told his grandmother, if if I ever die and you get remarried, I'm going to come back, A, and haunt you, and B, specifically grab your feet <laughs> when they're hanging off the end of the bed at How night. How very The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. God, that's so scary. Do you spooky. remember how scary that was? Yes. The Conjuring? <laughs> no, no, hanging your feet off the oh, bed. Yeah. yeah. There's this meme yeah. where it's like... It's like a uh, diagram. You have one foot off the bed, and it's not safe. Or right. i, I got to find it, but it was, it was pretty funny. It was basically all, all inside the covers is safe. Covers off, not safe, one foot out, okay, yeah. or something. Yeah, send it to yeah. me, and I'll put it in the show notes once yeah, you find I, it. We don't, find you don't it. have to find it right now. We can yeah. find it later. There, there was a far side where uh, the kid with the snorkel, uh-huh. and he, he was, like, under the blankets, and he had a snorkel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that is some clever thinking yeah. right there. But, uh, yeah, so at this point in the story, Ralphie is just so dejected and sad because not even Santa's on his side. Literally every grown-up that he has approached about the air rifle has said, you'll shoot your eye out, yeah. kid. And he just, by the way, it's not an air rifle. No, it's a BB gun. It, it's oh, a, sorry. It's, it's a spring loaded BB gun. He calls it I an air was, rifle in yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That. It it's a straight up BB gun. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I had when I was a kid, I would shoot, yeah, Coca-Cola cans out in the back oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. The BB gun he has a buddy of mine shot me in the back with it. I, was, I remember I was riding my bicycle. We got we we were we were playing. Uh, uh, we were in the pool. We got out of the pool, and I was like on my bike. And all of a sudden, uh, he just shot me in the back with the BB gun. So, <laughs> my dad has a funny story about a BB gun when he was a kid, and we still we quote this one all the time. When he was a kid, uh, it was either he did it or one of his friends did it, and the BB gun the BB got stuck in the roof of his mouth. Ooh, yeah, oh, Ooh. yeah, no, he got like shot, shot. <laughs> And so he went to the doctor, and apparently the doctor had a huge lisp. And he goes, um, a myth, a myth, do you know you have a BB in your head? <laughs> <laughs> and we quote that all the time still. That's amazing. I'm not really? interested in your opinion, doctor. But I mean, the kids who, the things that they I'm got to play with. I'm responsible for the you. lives of 430 people. <laughs> we live in Starliner condo. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that's where you were going no, with that. I was, I was doing a Star Trek thing. Oh, okay, my bad. We, we, um, never we mind. Cronenberg. Uh, it doesn't matter, but um, that like the stuff that our parents were allowed to play with, like how Jeff Foxworthy is like, yeah, y'all remember lawn darts, how you'd throw them I up had in the air? Darts. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But like, you don't do that anymore. My dad- Oh um, yeah, that's just dangerous now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was dangerous to, then to be, too. To be fair- No, it wasn't. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, when I look back at the lawn darts thing, I do actually sort of think that one- yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Well, I mean, my God, uh, tramp- trampolines, people. Oh, remember when you were a kid? Yes, double how bouncing m- each how other. How many times? 
Uh, still do that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many times were you thrown off of a trampoline by a double bounce? So many times. Yeah. And then um, like you just let broken arms, broken legs. How many times did you get your, your legs stuck in between? Oh yeah. The yeah. slats. The springs. springs. The slats, oh, yeah. I've done yeah. that. I, didn't, I never hurt myself <laughs> yeah, well, that bad. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that one of my fondest memories because he ended up being okay. Um, <laughs> one of my fondest memories is of two of my other friends double bouncing him and he flew perfectly horizontally off of the trampoline right into a tree. Oh, and it, God. it was like it was like a wily cut. Like his arms went around the he tree. <laughs> and he was oh, like God. hugging the tree. Maybe and that's then, the best case and scenario. Then, and then he slid down. Oh. It was so awesome. And you just <laughs> that quintessential cartoon moment. Yeah. And of course we were very concerned and expressed our concern in, and definitely in didn't laugh song. at it. No, him. we did not laugh. Absolutely no, not. Oh no. Or call him a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, what getting it, hurt was just honestly part of the fun when it happen to other people oh, back God, in the yeah. day i always had a band-aid on somewhere yeah you know Psh, band-aids yeah okay, so. they're everywhere but yeah you just uh i don't know like some of the stuff that kids were trusted with back in the day they just aren't anymore like my dad got a hatchet wound across the palm of his hand when yeah. he was a little boy about a week before they were supposed to go to myrtle beach for vacation oh uh, and, and the then doctor parents, was like your parents get mad at you because you got hurt before no no, no the doctor the doctor <laughs> yeah. sold him down the damn river he was like oh yeah salt will be good for morgan stitches that'll be fine and then not only that so my dad goes with a hatchet wound and he said did he goes to the ocean a jellyfish stings him on top oh of the hatchet god. wound. Oh my god. That's our big wound story in our family because <laughs> my dad won't even really get in the ocean anymore because he hate every time he gets in, he gets popped by a jellyfish somehow. Yeah. Like it's just Luckily, it's awful. I've never been stung by a jellyfish. It I have sucks. stepped on a sea urchin. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That, that that can be real bad. It was. Yeah. The yeah. spines had to dissolve my foot for three days because uh, they couldn't take them out. Ooh, sweet yeah, Jesus. I'm the, yeah, yeah. But Oh, it, but here's the bunny suit. Yeah, we, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the the yeah, movie it's interesting because the, the climax of the movie actually happens before the end of the movie. Yeah. Which is one reason, yeah, yeah. And, and I love that because I love all the stuff that happens after Ralphie gets the BB gun. You know, like he gets it, you have the scene where he goes out and he shoots and and of course almost puts his eye out luckily he has glasses because otherwise the bb would have gone straight into his eye yeah. and then he could have gone to the doctor and the doctor would have said do you know you have a bb <laughs> in your eye? Eye? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's almost like what we've talked about with the mummy and a couple of other episodes jason where it's not just oh yeah i got the bb gun that's the end of the story like right. it, he gets the bb gun he does get embarrassed a little bit with the the bunny suit and stuff but then you actually see the whole family tie up their story. Yeah. So it the dad gets disappointed too, just like Ralphie keeps getting disappointed over and over <laughs> she again. She just drops a bowling ball right on his junk. Yeah. Here you <laughs> she go, was dear. being thoughtful. She was yeah. listening to him about yeah. how he could have owned a bowling alley. Yeah. Yeah. Kitty, I could have had a Corvette. But what my, my favorite, uh, I think my favorite shot in the whole movie though is it, at the end, when they go to the uh, the Chinese restaurant on mm-hmm. Christmas Day, which once again oh, you could not yeah. get away with that sequence today. Oh, the, with the waiters, yes, No, no, you could never get away with no. that. Today. Oh, absolutely not. But what I love is that when they did that scene, they uh, they gave Melinda Dillon a different script than they gave everybody else, and in her version of the script. Um, the duck came out uh-huh. and then there was a bit that they were going to do after the duck came out. Okay, Your reactions actually, are pretty genuine. Yeah. The whole thing with them chopping the, the duck's head off uh-huh. was not in her script. And, and I like that. I was yeah. wondering why she seemed Bob kind Clark, of alarmed. That's, yeah. Yes. No, Bob Clark did that on purpose just to get an actual genuine reaction. Oh my God. Out of her. And I totally thought, I was like, wow, her <laughs> reaction is like 
legit. Yeah, yeah she was kind of yeah. freaking out. But she's laughing though. Like yeah, she, well, like, yeah, she's nervous laughter. Yeah. Her face, you know, and she's like, oh my God. She's like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to watch my dinner be beheaded right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're even calling it like an Asian turkey. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, well, God, and it's it, a duck. If, we if, have those here. And it's called like the Bo Ling uh, Chinese restaurant. And it's a neon sign. But it says. Bo- I did not it pick up on that. Bowling with the I W isn't there. I didn't see that. That's yeah. awesome. Bowling. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know. Now, one thing that also our generation has on all other generations is the quality of our toys. Because one of the things that Bill Bryson says in his memoirs of of the fifties is that you have no idea how much their toys sucked. Their toys were absolute garbage. Yeah. You know, it was like, look, look I got my hoop, Leslie. Look at my hoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got an electric football game. It's basically a board that shakes. Oh, yeah. I had that. Yeah. Did it work? Yes. Really? <laughs> no, actually, my favorite one was, um, I don't know if you ever played Skittles. It was, no. um, it was this giant uh box with had little compartments in it and these little pins that were worth a different amount in each room and you had this little top that you would wind up and you would pull the cord and it would spin out and you try to knock down as many pins in all the rooms so you gotta send me that too i don't uh, it was fun it's it's called skittles see we still have a speaking of toys uh my niece now has it we have our uh red flyer wagon the old oh, school yeah, metal radio, fire radio is flyer. radio flyer. Radio. Oh, yeah. Sorry, radio I'm mixing flyer. up the BB gun with the yeah. wagon. Yeah, yeah. They we have the radio flyer stuff now. Um, my daughter for her birthday or Christmas, her grandma got her a radio flyer um, tricycle that converts into a scooter. Oh, holy see, crap! That's cool. yeah, that's some Transformers <laughs> shit right there. But I love the look on the old man's face. Yes, and he he totally corroborates because he Ralphie thinks that Santa will get him the the rifle or no, the BB gun, and old, the old man came through. He did, Which I think but it's better because yeah, it is better. it's it's restoring Ralphie's faith in his parents. Yeah. No, 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 because uh, the dad even says he's like, oh, I think maybe Santa brought it or something. Like, yeah, yeah but the Ralphie mom knows is, that it's from him. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and then he no, Ralphie knows it's from him. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I think so, and I. And I just like the fact that, you know, he says, oh, I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, he should have one. Oh. You know. Because the mom is all nervous. You can tell that obviously the dad made this decision oh without her. I can't tell you and- how many times I spilt all those goddamn BBs. <laughs> yes, everywhere. Oh, my. But, like, the, the mom, dad, Ralphie dynamic, love this. All the other characters just rewatching it They're I don't know why tertiary. but they annoyed well, the crap out of me the other characters are really all cartoon characters yeah the the you know Ralphie and, and his parents are the real humans you know because like his teacher isn't a real person she's a you know um she's just part she's, she's just, just a part of the fantasy scenes yeah, yeah well and she's who a actually who actually was not plump she was pregnant and they I didn't think she was plump well they they she wasn't real skinny either yeah, yeah they stuffed the rest of her to, to Oh, to get rid of the, the bump. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, because they, they couldn't figure out a way of, it, it was because like was the script. Was scandalous kept, for her to be pregnant? Well, it was like they well, kept calling the her Miss. No, because in the oh. 40s, it was very, it's, it's obvious that she's not married. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. they're like. For continuity's sake. Yeah. yeah so they it. said, well, there wouldn't have been a pregnant, unmarried teacher. Yeah. That, that would have been scandalous. In the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but here he goes to shoot his BB gun for the very first time. And what the hell happens? I mean, why on earth would you shoot at like that giant metal sign where because, clearly the BB would not go through? <laughs> because, well, and this is what surprised me, too, is that like you would at least think that his dad would show him how to fire the gun. Uh, maybe you know. once. Yeah. 
Maybe once, like not necessarily be as super safety training as we are oriented like that today, but, but I don't yeah. think my dad did. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, don't, I think he's okay. It's I, not I a real gun. I appreciate what Ralphie does next where he concocts this oh, elaborate yeah. story. story. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that a ton to get out of trouble. And, and they were all well, brilliant, weren't uh, they? Oh, no, they were so brilliant. But remember when you started getting better at it where like, because this is actually a pretty decent lie. Like an icicle could the have icicle, fallen and yeah. hit him in the face. Mom, the car was stolen. Uh, <laughs> not that but like when and with your mom it's almost like emotional manipulation because you're like oh i'm hurt uh this happened and you know yeah. you're not gonna get in trouble when you're hurt because mom's yeah. fussing over her baby mm-hmm. and wanting to make you feel better so yeah. that's totally what he's doing oh, oh and he steps on the glass oh, that crunch so oh, it, it seriously oh. was because and i can relate to that one too because i've had horrendous vision ever since i was a little girl my my prescription's really off the deep end so my parents like they're like okay you take care of your glasses they go in the case like you don't play uh, you don't have them on when you're doing soccer practice i'm like i have to yeah i can't see otherwise yeah. like my prescription's really that bad but oh, nah, don't give me that don't glasses. wear them <laughs> <laughs> i have to catch a you can a see the shapes yeah. yeah you'll figure it out now it's it, oh but the turkey here it comes <laughs> oh god can you imagine how terrible that turkey probably was oh you know it was overcooked and just dry Why? i think you're projecting no, from um certain no. girlfriends of your turkey. past That's no no i'm i mean come on you know people back then to be fair my dad could cook a turkey <laughs> well yeah but this is the 40s yeah. People back then tended to, first of all, they were terrified. Remember, because grandparents were always scared. If you don't cook the turkey enough or the pork enough, you're going to get You're going to get sick and you're uh, going to die. Yeah. Well, because the mom right. even says that because Darren McGavin's picking at the turkey. Right. And she oh, she says you're going to get worms. Yep, you're going to yeah. get worms. Uh-huh. So they would overcook everything until yep. it was just terrible. And that's why that's why all the meals had just gravy and crap all over butter, it. Butter. Yeah. Like, it like, tastes better. Yeah, Lard. Yeah. yeah. To just moisturize it a little bit. But yeah, um, so I love this that the dad has to sneak in to get a little, just a little, a little bite of turkey because nobody would that. notice if someone's already carved out of the turkey. Well, it's easier to ask. It's got another hour to permission. cook. You'll get worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he to be fair, with a big bird like so, that, they do take a long time to cook. So this is the one part that kind of confused me. Did the dogs come through the front door? Because they didn't come. They never come through the back door. So how'd they get in the house? Who left the door open? I think the screen door thought, or something's open. I, we'll I thought Ralphie to... left it open when he came back. But he in. was in the yeah. backyard. The dogs I never come know. in through the I backyard. But there's a hole in the fence that they keep running through or something. But I yeah, thought they always came in through the front door. It's literally just like this train wreck of like, 17 blood It's a parade of 17 dogs. Yeah. And they all come in. And that's where I guess Ralphie and his dad are kind of tied together with that disappointment where, you know, that's the one thing dad gets to look forward to on christmas yeah. okay he got a bowling ball well that's pretty cool that, okay because... he sees five dogs go by not worried it does take more go by minute. yeah Still not worried crash now i'm worried <laughs> no I, I think he's just he's in that uh, no this isn't happening it's christmas day i'm enjoying <laughs> myself that that's a very furry bloodhound <laughs> yeah the um <laughs> the whole the whole idea of you know the one thing that he wants dad doesn't get yeah you know, that's such a wonderful okay. stereotype so yeah, there you see they're they going out, out the, the back, back door. door, but how'd they get in the front they door? To, they had to have come in through the front the way that they shot it. Yeah. There must have been a second shooter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, in one of Ralphie's fantasies, because apparently they're they the filmed even more than what oh, you yeah, see they in the movie, more, and they yeah. ended up cutting a lot, so you you never yeah. know. Because I, I think the most iconic one he has is where all the uh, marauders are dressed up like yeah. the Hamburglar, and they're coming to attack his family. Well, yeah, he had, oh, they, that, they filmed yeah. the whole thing with him and Flash Gordon. 
Uh, <laughs> they, they actually filmed it. Uh, I yeah. think it's on the Blu-ray, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. I think it's on the cutscenes in yeah. some instances. Yeah, but, but we are, of course, approaching uh, the, the end of the, uh, the end of the movie, the end of our of our time together. Oh, shucks. Um, Wait, don't I have to see you like two more times yeah, this week? I know. Ugh. Um, but uh, we are uh, we are kicking off with this episode a month of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it some does of them, say bowling. yeah. See, <laughs> Chop Suey Palace. Ah, yeah, look at that. Yep. Uh, some of our movies are more Christmassy than others, uh, arguably. But we will get into all of that. Uh, we, um, I, I, I just want to sort of look at this movie, look at a Christmas story, and say on the Alf to Seinfeld scale, mm. where are we at? And I think I know. Where you're at on this. Yeah, we have a pretty general uh, idea already. I'd have to probably put it at like a five for me. Okay. Like right in the middle, but maybe closer <clears throat> to the lower. I don't know. I definitely loved it when I was a kid, watching it as a parent. I I don't know. Not, I, not as good. I, I would have to put it way up at an eight or a nine because I didn't love it as much whenever I was a kid. I love it a lot more now. Um, whenever I was a kid, I watched it in bits and pieces. Now I sit and watch the whole movie every year. Um, I'll probably watch it three times at least oh, yeah. more this year. Um, cause I'll watch it at least once with my kid. Yeah. You know, and, and See, then I, just a couple times, just I'll probably get really drunk and, and watch <laughs> it and get, get mad at the screen. <laughs> and, Hello, damn kid. Damn it, Gavin. Yeah. I love you. At least the werewolf See, I would get, get drunk him. and watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I still watch that one. That one still holds up for me, but. Now, Darth, You'll get into that where, later. Where, where does it fall on your scale? I'm going to venture more to your hood with this one, Jason. I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half because this one, uh, this movie, I related to Ralphie and I was just riddled with his anxiety and I felt so bad for him <laughs> when I was a kid. But then when I turn around as an adult, I'm just like, wow, these weren't really that big. Right. Of a, these scenarios yeah. are not that big of a deal. And yeah. you're just, you, you still empathize with them, but from an adult perspective. So yeah, I'm going to go like seven and a half on this because I enjoyed it so much more than I even thought I was going to. Yeah. So. I, I think if you had a good childhood, it is a movie that reminds you you had a good childhood and it makes you smile for a lot of those reasons. Exactly. You know? I think in this case, hindsight's actually pretty nice. Yeah. Hindsight <laughs> yeah. is not horrifying. Yeah. For so Merry China. Christmas, you ungrateful bastards. Merry Christmas, you <laughs> filthy animals. Uh, but now, yeah, so what th- we want for Christmas is for you to find us on social media. Yes, on our su- Instagram yes. at hindsight is horrifying. You can find us on the obsolete Twitter at hindsight horror. Same with Facebook is hindsight horror. And uh, you can call in if you find the number on our Facebook. Uh, we we're happy to take suggestions or you can just give us a little feedback on past episodes or maybe even potentially guest star over the phone yes 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 so if you guys want to tune in uh we're going to be changing things up after the holiday season big changes big changes are coming so we're wrapping up with these holiday movies and uh any final thoughts miss meg uh no man cool well thanks for thanks again for joining us in the studio you're one of our veteran return guests and uh we'll get to visit with each other next week when we have our variant party where we'll take plenty of pictures for the hindsighters to check out yes on our social mediums Ooh. so listeners thank you so much for tuning in for your drive time your workout time your work they work time work, not work listening out. time <laughs> veg out time We appreciate you tuning in. This has been Darth Jader with Meg and Jason. This is Hindsight and good night. Good night. Good night.